Assalamu alaikum guys I hope you guys are enjoying your Ramadan as much as we are mm-hmm. um this is the second day of Ramadan and this topic that we discussed uh I think was came at the perfect time for us yes, to discuss absolutely um do one of you guys want to tell them why so uh today's topic we talked about was the fighting desires during Ramadan and I think it's really important to talk about this subject as in the early stages of Ramadan cuz we're still getting used to fasting throughout the day and still and um you know being able to battle those those desires that are within us you know Yeah that was a good point about like talking about this early on that's that's true. second episode yeah. of season 2 as well so yeah. very excited um, about that We we spoke about a lot of things including something very important which is our nafs right yeah mm-hmm. um we talk uh, a lot about the nafs about uh ego and pride mm-hmm. as well as uh how to what to do to um fight these desires and what uh cautions to take and what solutions you have we mm-hmm. have to these potential issues that mm-hmm. we might face throughout this month yeah. so stay tuned uh listen to the whole discussion inshallah it's very beneficial um i hope you guys benefit from it as much as we do so inshallah, we'll see so. you guys next week inshallah. inshallah as usual thank you guys for tuning in with us and watching our videos on um and watching our reels on the instagram page and listening to us on spotify tiktok Apple everything Music, man we've been, on all on all social media platforms it goes a long way and it means so much to us yep. you have no idea so till next time assalamualaikum assalamualaikum First of all, I just want to say Ramadan Mubarak. Ramadan Mubarak. Ramadan Second Mubarak. day of fasting. How are you guys feeling so far? I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty fine right now, if I'm gonna be honest. I don't really feel too tired or to do anything or to function. I mean I'm still getting used to it. I'm not gonna lie. I do feel a little more tired. Yeah. yeah and I'm definitely feeling the hunger, but I'll get it's, used to it. It's just the second night too, so in our feet have to get used to Tarawi too, bro, because the first night of Tarawi yeah. My feet were done, bro. <laughs> yeah, the sleep deprivation is getting me too, but like yeah. I said, man, it's, it's all worth it. Yeah, yeah it's all worth it. And you get used to it, man. That's all that matters, right? After, yeah, after a week or two, you get used to it. Yeah, so I want to start this podcast off today by saying that Ramadan is a time uh, that's devoted to overcoming our desires overall, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and today we're faced with temptations almost every single day, actually, not just mm-hmm. today, but we face temptations every single day of our life um, and we face desires. And mm-hmm. each and every one of us has something that we call enoughs, right? Yes. And one could call our enoughs kind of our personality or... Yeah, I mean, it's like, in like literature, it's like roughly translated to the human self or the self you know yeah, kind of like the psyche yeah, the personality yeah, exactly. yeah so each each of us we have we have enoughs and before understanding desires i think it's important for us to understand our enoughs um now in our enoughs allah put greed right he put lust anger uh passion and desire and a bunch of other things yeah um and if we let these desires overcome us it can lead uh in effect to our own destruction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the, this term nafs is used quite frequently in the Quran. So I want to start off by asking you guys today, what are some factors that that can cause one to fall into his or her desires? Okay, well, first of all, in Surah Yusuf, Ayah 53, 
how you're talking about the nafs. The nafs is, the Quran says that the nafs, i.e. the human soul, is certainly prone to evil. So it is within ourselves that we get attracted to evil. So that is something to keep in mind. I think a, a really big factor for us uh, is greed, right? Mm -hmm. I really wanted to talk about uh, greed specifically. It's the, the strong desire uh, to have more and more of something, uh, which which can in effect lead to our own destruction, like I mentioned earlier. And even in Surah Al-Layl, right, Allah says, uh, As for he who withholds and considers himself free of need and denies the best reward, we will ease him towards difficulty. Uh, so we have to make an effort to save ourselves from uh, from this this desire of greed, because in this dunya anything can become an object of desire, right? Yes. Um, I mean, it's it's not haram to to love wealth and to love this dunya as long as we follow it according to the guidance on on how to manage these desires. Yeah, right. Ibn Al Qayyim actually made how you were saying that some desires leads to one's downfall. Ibn Al Qayyim says in one of his books, he gives a really, really good parable. He says that bad desires of this bad desires rooted in one's heart is like having cravings for bad food. You know, when you have those cravings and you keep indulging in them, and oftentimes it's the sweet, greasy food that leads to like the worst in a human. You know what I mean? Yes. When you have those pleasurable foods, like those greasy and like sweet foods, it leads to bad and like it leads to bad excrements, it leads to like diseases, all of that, right? Bad desires are the same way. You know, you can have these bad desires, but then at the end of it, when you die, they're going to cause the most damage. But likewise, good food leads to like, you know, good outcomes. So having good, good actions. Yeah. So these are things 100%. to consider. So, I mean, with that, with that being said too, you got to think of it like this too. Um, in the society that we currently live in too, the number one form, like, what they try to impede within us is that the number one form of self-love too. They get self-love and um, what do you call it? Fulfilling desires mixed up with one another. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that self-love is considered to be like, you know, always wanting more than what you have. You know, the problem is that people aren't happy with what, with, with what they got already. You know what I mean? And then the, it's nothing wrong with wanting more for yourself. That's perfectly fine. But when you find yourself like not being satisfied with whatever you're given, you got to remind yourself in this holy month of Ramadan too, that the, um, the biggest thing is, you know, to be grateful of what you got, you know, you know, when you said about self-love, right? How people think people conflate self-love with like just fulfilling any desire. You know, yeah. if you love yourself, you should just do whatever, you know, pleases your desires. And that's a very like, true point just like the food example you know what i mean if you truly loved yourself you wouldn't just you know fall into every like bad habit you see you know if you, you mean, would think about the long you, term i mean if you think about it like this you go to the gym or something like that you're following a strict diet plan you know you're gonna have that one person who's gonna hit you with that oh just it's one donut just just eat it once or it's just one bad meal and then you know it comes into a cycle and then they don't tell you to stop you know it's kind of that's like um just a broad example that i'm giving but it kind of mm. does play into a point if you know yeah, islam is like you discipline your nafs you know whereas like yeah. with the gym you're disciplining your body you know it's, well, it's, yeah, it's the same yeah, kind of principle i really like that point you brought up about that example you used with the food yeah. um mm. because one thing about our nafs is that it needs instant gratification yes. right uh meaning that what what are some things that give us instant gratification? Yeah, like food, you eat food, music, right? even music, yep, sexual desires. Yeah. And what does Ramadan stop us from doing? Abstain yeah. us from those exact so, same things. Yeah. Yep. So not only is Ramadan training our bodies, but it's training our nafs uh, in a sense. 
Um, and that instant gratification, like I said, if, if it's not controlled properly, um, it can really lead us down a destructive path. I think one of the biggest things is in today's generation too, is that we have little to no patience, not trusting any type of process. Yeah. You know, we want it right then and there. It's like, you know, they see, that's why it's so easy to, um, like you go on Instagram, you see these people, they're like, oh, uh, train, sign up for this program or something. You'll make it's a million. within two weeks. Yes, exactly. Why they do that? So you could get instant gratification that you think this is possible. But no, you got to realize that there's a process to all of this and you, you got to stay patient through everything and, you know, believe in yourself. No doubt. Patience is the solution to all this. You know, and one thing about Ramadan, if there's one thing Ramadan is, Ramadan, Ramadan is the month of the Quran, but it's also the month of patience. You know, you go 16 hours of fasting, right? 16 hours of hunger tiredness right but then instantly within 15 minutes it's as if like after i've thought 15 minutes it's as if that all that like struggle never even happened you know yeah yeah it's yeah and that just goes back to like we were saying that's a perfectly good way to to set an example for that instant gratification um and the reason i find find it funny is that that ramadan is somewhat similar to to our lifetime spent on this dunya right because we are we are kind of training our our nafs or our instant gratification to be rewarded later by being patient and by um, kind of refraining from food and sexual desires until the end of the day, right? And life is just like that, right? I mean, we're, everybody faces, right? Some people are faced with wealth. Some people are faced with peer pressure. Some people are faced with with anything. You know, it could be any test. And if you're patient with that test in this dunya, um, the result is going to be a uh, successful akhirah inshallah so so that's it has a lot to do with ramadan being very very similar to the way we live life yeah patience man it's like in it patience happens in like three ways man patience can happen from a physical sense which is us fasting right we're like physically drained physically hungry but then like after that hardship it comes easy just after 50 minutes of iftar right but uh Patience can also come from the spiritual sense, you know? You see that temptation right now, and right now you really want to indulge in it. But man, if you're just patient, you just wait a little bit, wait some time, that desire will be gone, and then you won't have to worry about it. And you know, patience in the emotional sense too. You know, the Quran says, right? It says that, you know, after hardship, there's ease. You know, this is more about like, you know, when we're facing difficulties, after that difficulty will come ease. So patience is, you know, both physical, spiritual, and emotional. Yeah, make, making that sacrifice of uh, instant gratification, it, it does, in effect, lead to a bigger reward. So There's no other way you could fulfill that empty feeling you have within yourself but to, you know, make prayer because that's that's what it's meant to do, you know. You can't replace, you can't replace that desire into, like, a spiritual sense, like you, how you were mentioning, you know what I mean? Because yeah. not, that's not the place for it. And why do you think so many people feel have this empty sense, you know. Spiritual desire like you mentioned, it's something that anybody could obtain. And that's yeah. that's what I that's what I love about spiritual desire yeah. is that whether you're rich, whether you're poor, it doesn't matter. Anybody could obtain that uh that spiritual desire as long as they they make the intention to do so, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas with desires of this dunya like wealth and stuff like that, um not everybody can obtain that desire overnight and and in effect, it, it causes them to spend their whole life chasing Chase. that desire. Are you guys aware of the concept of jihad al-nafs? You know, jihad al-nafs mm-hmm. is the concept that you're waging war against yourself, your inner desires, you know? Mm-hmm. Your desire, and that is how it kind of is. Our desires are like our enemies and we're waging war against it. 
And some of the scholars of Islam, like Ibn Taymiyyah, even said that if you're someone that like willingly obeys Allah, you're someone that fights against his desires and wins, you're someone that's even better than the angels, right? But if you're someone that succumbs to their desires, then you're even lower than the animals, you know? Because it's all out of free will, you know? We're always constantly faced with different temptations, whether we go outside or even inside. Everywhere you go, you can find it. It's right there. Not, it's, it doesn't take much work to do it. Last week's podcast, Shayan, you mentioned, uh, and I really like that point that you mentioned, that we should go to the graveyards very often. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's that's a really good way to control your desires is kind of increasing the remembrance uh, the remembrance of death, right? Our Prophet ﷺ even said, increase the remembrance of that which destroys your haram uh, desires, right? And what is that that destroys your haram desires? It's death, right? It's the remembrance of death. And I think when you have when you have that mindset and you put it into that perspective, um, our desires become almost worthless, right? They they don't have as much value because you focus more on the bigger picture, which which is death. So, last week's point that you mentioned, I really I really like that point. You know, it should be noted too that everyone faces desires. Everyone, there's no. This is something that nobody's alone in, right? But like some other people say, that like the only difference between the righteous and like the sinful stuff, negligent, is that the righteous fight their desires, you know, whereas everyone else just falls into their desires. You know, and just to let you know, like if you do fall into desires, like it's not saying it's the end all be all. There is repentance, all that, but like our goal is to like ultimately overcome our desires. You know, yeah. Conquer and and the thing is, Allah, Allah put all of these desires in us, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but but just because He put these desires in us uh, does not mean we should we should give up and we lose hope, right? We should because not them, only did He did He give these desires to us, but He put the ability to control these desires in us as well. Yeah. Allah says in the Quran as well in Surah Al-Hashr, um, whoever is saved from his own greed, indeed they are the successful ones. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. there's always hope. Um, with every desire, there's always an outcome of hope. It's just a matter of uh, maintaining your desires and having a balance. Yeah, the Prophet Muhammad saw some like my bad, but like to bounce off your point, the Prophet Muhammad saw some said too that like every time someone commits, like every time someone falls into their desire, you know, there's a little like in your heart, there's a little black dot, right? And each time you keep doing it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's like a stain, you know. So yeah, we should repent, but know too that the deeper you go into your desire, you know, the harder it's going to be to come out of it, you know. Yeah. So you mm -hmm. need to. And everybody has that feeling, yeah. uh, Muslim and non-Muslim, right? Like ev everybody has that feeling. If you were to go and hit a child right now, mm -hmm. you would have that feeling of regret. Everybody has it. It's not just Muslims. Um, but that's why in Islam, we were taught how to control it. One yeah. one other thing too, during this month of Ramadan, uh, I wanted to bring up too, I should have said this earlier, was the controlling of one's tongue and what you, uh, say, yeah. what you say to other people, you know, because with our tongue... And our temperament, that's yeah. one of the biggest downfall of mankind. So we got to keep in mind, you know, yeah. hunger is a very big test of your <laughs> of your emotions, man. And we know that during iftar time <laughs> mm -hmm. when our when our family's cooking up and cleaning up and everybody's true emotions are coming out because <laughs> yes, they're hungry. Exactly. <laughs> you want to if you said something to an individual which was hurtful to them and you didn't take that into account, their feelings, you know, you want to go back to that person and ask for forgiveness and seek that forgiveness from them. More importantly, from Allah too, you know, because that the the effects of a t uh, of what you say to a person has is much more than the physical. Like you know, for example, yeah. if I were to hit a child and wound, and you know they have a wound, 
that that will clear up within like a week or two you know what i mean but what i say to them they could remember that forever so that you know because it's always going to stick in there it's always going to stick within their heads so we got to be mindful of what we say to people around us and, and not only does it affect that person like the example of the child we were using not mm -hmm. only is it going to affect that child for the rest of their life but it's going to affect you for the rest of your life of course right it's going to always be in the back of your head yeah uh, what you said too like the prophet Muhammad said so, so in the authentic so hadith that like allah is not in need of your fasting if you don't give up like ill speech and bad treatment bad temperament and all this you know so in a way yeah you're right fasting away from the food is just as important as fasting away from a bad temperament a bad attitude you know what i mean yep. i think uh you know how you brought up that point of energy head this is another energy form of the being able to abstain not just from food and um, water but being able to abstain from bad speech and slandering another person's name you know or backbiting things like this and these these are all these all account for your character too you know now if you don't have good character that's what it is about being a muslim you know we have to have good character and how we interact with our peers is what defines us too yeah eating eating and drinking alone um, I'm sorry, refraining from eating and drinking alone is not enough to have a to have a successful Ramadan, right? Because Ramadan's more than just about that and we've talked that uh, we've talked about that before too. Uh, Ramadan is about the intention and bettering yourself as a human being overall, uh, physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever it is. It's not just about eating. <laughs> you gotta you gotta change your whole lifestyle like we mentioned. You want to check your surroundings wherever you are, especially during this month too, so you don't fall into more importantly, so you don't fall into temptations. You know, last thing you want is to have more like dangerous desires to yourself. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, if you're always constantly surrounded by people who indulge in, uh, you know, fulfilling all of their desires and doing, you know, things that go against the religion, then you know, then what are you really fasting for? You know, Ibn Taymiyyah says that the origin of all evil, like what started all evil. Is someone preferring his desires over the law of God, you know? So this is where it all started, you know? Iblis was too, had too much of a desire to make himself feel he's better than Adam, so he refused to bow down. So this is this is where it all starts, you know? You know, with, with that point you said, well, you brought up with Iblis too, you brought up a very good uh, coinciding point that I'm about to say. You got to humble yourself during this month too and not think that... One, one other thing you want to uh, put up too is that we're no better than the person next to us whenever we're praying during that time of Tarawih. We got to keep in mind that um, well, at the end of the day, you know, we're all individuals who sin, you know, no, no, no uh, question about it. But at the end, but we're during this month, you know, you want to uplift one another and try to fall out of that sin and, you know, better ourselves. That's our biggest thing. So what makes me or you better than the person next to us you know that's the biggest yeah. thing yeah oh that arrogance and pride breeds more desires which therefore breeds more evil so and that it. also causes ignorance you know and that ignorance is what's going to hinder you from your growth spiritually that's one that's one of the biggest things you got to um look out for too is to humble ourselves you know would you say that's the first step then is to first become humble yeah um like uh, like i mentioned too you know you got to be mindful of who you are and um take accountability and, and uh, take accountability most importantly you know if you do have bad habits if somebody is trying to um critique you on something you know you got to be able to uh, accept yeah. that you know no. 
I'm not saying that um, don't have any pride in yourself. No, you have to have uh, some sort of boundary where if somebody yeah, tries like to self step respect, over, you know? self respect. Yes, that's what, that's a very good point you brought up. Have self respect, but don't um, think that you're better than an individual be, be, just because you're you have more materialistic things in them, or even some people even who are spiritually better than you. Yeah. If you try to tell them. If they try to tell you that, hey, I'm better than you, why? You know, then well, yeah, well, that's, that's that ego that ego, that and that's what. Heart. And then if you're doing that, then what's the point of your fast? You know, you can do as many good deeds as you possibly can throughout your life, but if the intention isn't pure and your ego is not humbled, all of that can be thrown away. Yeah, like the right? Prophet Muhammad said, salam, salam. you know, anyone who has like even a mustard seed of pride slash arrogance isn't going to go to heaven, you know? This is something though you have to like reflect about, you know I mean? it's <clears throat> You have to actually think to yourself, like, do I have these characteristics, et cetera, et cetera. You know, talk to your close friends, ask them like, Yo, do you guys think I have these like characteristics? You know, maybe they can see something in you that, that you, you don't, don't see in yourself, yourself. you know? Yeah. But this yeah. is true. And if your own ignorance is hindering, you know, the blessings that Allah that Allah will bestow upon you, you know, whether that be through um uh wealth or through um spiritual attainment, then you know, you have to take a moment and check yourself most importantly, you know. To and even in the Quran, Allah mentions two of the the adornments of this world, right, are mm-hmm. are wealth and and children. Most most often, you ask a like. I remember a couple people in the past. You ask them like they'll they'll tell you they don't believe in God because they say there's so much evil in this world. How can a God let all this happen? You know what I mean? What kind of God will let this all happen? But and then there's so much poverty and things like that. But you got to remember that you know as muslims that this is a test from allah yeah those people that say that they fail to understand like they fail to understand the aspect you know you gotta have you gotta have both aspects of the world now imagine if everything in this life is good then what there's no test there's no test you know this isn't jenna you know and and allah says too that that not everybody's going to be born the same right some of us are going to be wealthier than others um, some of us are going to have more children some are some of us are going to have the inability to uh you know, have children at all. So everybody's life is, is going to be different on this dunya. Because like you said, if it was it was all uniformity within each other, there would be no point of life. Yeah, there'll be no test. Life. You know? yeah. Like I said, no man, point of life. Yeah. you know, we're all given a test. If we pass that test, we're above the angels. You know, if we fail and we just fall into instinct and desire, well, no, we're no different than animals, you know. The current test right now is um, the trial of food and water. The two most... Um, yeah. No, the two most essential things to a human's life, you know. Yep, and another thing too that you mentioned with the food and water and uh, also sexual desires, right? Yeah, is that that's a problem that a lot inflicts of Muslims our, have. Inflicts is, our youth. Yeah, and the best way to to kind of get rid of that urge or, or get rid of that that habit of sexual desires is by fasting That's as well. Yeah, yeah. Well this it's hard. It's really difficult too because you gotta think of it too. We live in this really hyper sexualized um society where everywhere around us you go to the nearest mall, you go there's like a um there's like a shooting right there, you know. There's like a picture like the dressing of the people, you know, everything's exposed most for the most part, you know. 
So, and then with that, with that being said too, during this month too, you want to make that habit of lowering your gaze when you see these kind of things. Yeah, you know, that's so true. Because if you go, even if you go to the mall here, you're walking by a Victoria's Secret and you're fasting and you just happen to look up by accident, right? Let's just yeah. say you just weren't looking. You didn't know it was you there. You didn't pay attention. You doesn't, that, doesn't that in your heart give you that feeling like, oh man, I'm fasting. You know, so in this, in this society, especially in the West, like you mentioned, yeah. that's everywhere, man. So... I and sometimes it happens where like I see something or I hear somebody else listening to music or I hear music even in the grocery store and I'm like man I'm fasting like should I be here right now you know yeah that's how much it affects you so it's it's good that Allah put that in our heart though so it's you have good. to follow that it's it's good that you have that to begin with because some people they get so indulged within these things they don't they don't have that feeling they look yeah. at that and it's normalized to them they don't have no feeling of oh like i'm fasting i'm i'm not even supposed to be looking at that some people don't care mm-hmm. so keep that in mind too that if you have that feeling of guilt you are blessed with that feeling yeah. of guilt mm-hmm. too. alhamdulillah yeah alhamdulillah, that's a yeah. good sign that's a really good sign cuz all you can really do man is just like take the precautions to not even like go near that temptation or desire right but then if it's inevitable the only thing you can now do is just you know control yourself that's it but like something like let's say the grocery store right yeah. where it's one of those things where you have to go to the grocery yeah, store yeah, and there's no music what. playing at the grocery store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, For something there's, like that, pic- there's inappropriate it's pictures. Man, it's inevitable. Yeah. So that's and why it's, it's really good to, to uh, like, like you said, change your environment. But when there's certain places that are unavo- unavoidable, you mentioned a very good point to lower your gaze because you're not always going to be in an environment where you're going to feel comfortable and everything's going to be halal, right? Whether yes. you're doing it or not, there's going to be haram in the background, even if that's not your intention. So well, yeah, of course. that's where you have to lower your gaze, yeah. right? Purify and your intentions. Ibn al-Qayyim says that pretend like you're on a ship, right? And now eat this ship is stopping by nearby islands. It drops you off at this island. Everyone at the ship is told, all right, go to this island real quick, right? Get what you need to go and come back, right? He says that, so there's three kinds of people. The first person is someone who goes to the island, does what he needs to do, and it comes back, and now he's in the ship in a comfortable place, right? The second person is the person who is in the island, right? He kind of gets caught up in it. He sees the beautiful flowers, the birds, and all that, right? He stays there for a little longer than he's supposed to. Then he comes back, and he's kind of in like an uncomfortable spot. And then the third person is someone who just is so in love with that island, so addicted to it, right? The ship ends up leaving without him. So that's just that. that so yeah, story. that's that's the life of this dunya, right? Mm-hmm. And that ship that end, uh, ended up leaving without him as are like the people of Jannah for those. So it's yeah. a good, it's a, it's a very good analogy that yeah. you actually said there. So that's good, huh? It's yeah, a good, a good way to wrap it up. Um, this was a good topic though for for the first week of Ramadan because mm-hmm. we are still getting used to. Fasting fasting and not only fasting but refraining from our desi- uh, desires that we've been accumulating throughout the year yeah. right it's barely the second day so so this was i hope this was a good reminder to everybody that although you are refraining from your desires continue to refrain from your desires throughout the remainder of ramadan because this is only the second day it's going to get harder from here so keep, you know, keep worshiping, keep reading Quran, keep going to Tarawih, keep yeah. yourself busy, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say to you, I want to end it off with this. Donis, that analogy I gave of the island and the ship, Donis made the analogy for the dunya. And that is true. That is a proper analogy. But you can even use that analogy for Ramadan. You know what I mean? Ramadan is that ship. You know, if you get caught up in the stuff on the side, that ship, you won't get the full benefits of it. You yeah. won't sit in that comfortable spot. 
And or then, you can just stay so like negligent that that shit will pass and you know so yep. you don't want that and then that that also goes back to another analogy that i made based off yeah. of yours is that ramadan it's kind of like like life right yeah. where if you were to put ramadan into a, the span of life it's the same thing but you're just doing it in one month yeah. you're doing it in a period of one month you're refraining from uh your desires and at the end of the day, you get that gratification, not only physically, but you get that that uh, reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you fasted, right? The dunya is the same thing, man. Yeah. If you if you have that mindset that you, if you if you be patient and you refrain yourself from these desires throughout your life, inshallah, the end result is going to be reward, nothing but reward. So absolutely. Yeah. Always yeah. remind yourself of that reward and that, that's what's going to keep you going, but you know? For the duration of Ramadan and the duration of life in general. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that was a good way to end it off. Um, inshallah, we will see you guys on next week's episode. Inshallah. Um, Salaamu Alaikum. Salaamu Alaikum.